this morning, I, I want to talk about calling. I want to I talk about the question, who is called? Because I, I know for a fact that we are all called. Aside from our gifts, aside from our functions, aside from our jobs, you know, our positions within our family, we are all called. First and foremost, as sons and daughters of God, we are called. And so I want to expand upon this topic. I want to look at what this means for us. I want to look at what it means um, for our families, what it means for our jobs. And I really, really believe from the bottom of my heart this morning that God is calling people today. He's commissioning people today that it is by his spirit that we will rise. As we were singing just in that song before, I, I really believe there is a significant moment this morning if you choose to step in. If you choose to, to acknowledge what the spirit of God is doing, then there is something of significance for us today. If you have your Bibles, if you want to turn to 1 John chapter 4, I really wrestled this week with this passage. I wrestled with it because there, there are so many little things in this passage that I could have spoken on this morning. There are so many little things in this passage that I was like, God, is this it? God, is that it? There's a lot of good in chapter 4 of 1 John. So we're looking at the portion of scripture, 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. This morning, I, I want to encourage you to, I'm, I'm not going to read this whole passage. I'm going to read a couple of verses from this passage, uh, and we're going to go on a, on a little bit of a journey this morning, but I want to encourage you to, to read the whole of this passage this morning after the service, because there is so much good in it. Today, I want to specifically look at verses 2, 4, and 6. In verse 2, it says, By this you know that the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, is of God. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Verse 4, it says, You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. I'll read it again. You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Verse 6, it says, We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. The reason why I, I've decided and I, I felt like God was leading me this morning, the reason why I've picked these verses together is because it's very clear to me that these verses communicate that we are either of God, that we are children of God, or that we are called by God because his spirit is inside of us. It paints a really clear picture this morning. I'm going to be talking fast. I, I want you to know that like, because there's a lot of stuff that I, I, I want to go after this morning. And, and I'm really, I'm excited. I'm a little bit nervous. My heart's pounding a little bit. But that's because I, I believe that there is an urgency to this message for us this morning. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. Up until Friday night, I didn't have a message. Like at all. I, I've, I read the passage. I prayed all week. Nothing. And then on Friday night during youth, we were doing an activation when we were spending time with God and I was praying and, and talking to God. And I felt like God told me, Nathan, on Sunday morning, I want you to deliver a word to the church. I want you to deliver a word that is taken out of my word, the word of God, but I, I want you to, to speak and I want you to prophesy on Sunday morning. And so if I start talking really fast, I'm sorry, but it, it's the spirit of God that's moving in me this morning. Okay. I just want you to know that. I said to begin with, I believe that we are all called. 
that each and every person that is on this chat, that each and every believer is called by God first and foremost as a son and a daughter. And that's really important for us to realize as we begin to to expand upon this this morning, that first and foremost, the most important thing in your life is the fact that you are either a son or a daughter of God. And that the moment that you accepted Christ into your heart is the very moment that you accepted that calling. It's the very moment that you, that you experienced his spirit inside of you. That is the very moment that this began. And for some of you, that may be 50 years ago. For some of you, that may be two years ago. But the moment that you accepted Christ is the moment that you were set apart. It's the moment that you were called. It's the moment that you were set free. Two weeks ago, I preached a message on the opportunity for us to live free from sin. That the moment that we accepted Christ, we actually stepped into a new man. We were born again to be actually set apart from our old man, that we would no longer have to be slaves to sin, but that we could experience adoption as sons and daughters of God. And each and every person in this call right now is in that position. And if you aren't, we're going to pray for you. But we need to understand that because we have accepted Christ, we are called. Because we have accepted Christ, we are called. What is calling? What is a calling? What does it mean to be called? I was looking into it this morning and I'm going to read some verses that are talking about us being called. But first, let me just give you a definition of calling. This is one of the definitions. It is a strong urge towards a particular way of life or career or vocation. A strong urge. Inside each and every one of us is God's spirit. Correct? I'm seeing some heads nod, correct? You know, the moment we accepted Christ is the moment that we received his spirit. You know, when we look in the gospels, when Jesus ascended to heaven, he said that I will be sending you my spirit, my helper, and he will be with you forever. And the moment that we've accepted Christ, we've accepted into our hearts. And it says here in 1 John chapter 4, it says that we are of God because his spirit is inside of us, that we know that we are children of God. It actually tells us how we recognize that is because people of the world who, do, who are not of God will not hear us because they're not of God, because we are of God, because we are set apart. Calling, calling. We are chosen people. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, you don't have to turn there, but if you're quick, you can turn there and look at it. It says, but you are chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Once you were not people, but now you are the people of God. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, this is Paul writing as he's in prison. He says, as a prisoner of the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Be bearing with one another in love. Make effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, a father of all who is over all, through all and in all. Hebrews chapter three. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters, who share in the heavenly calling. Fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and our high priest. Guys, these are three 
of so many verses that mention, that describe, that elaborate on the knowledge of of who we are called to be as sons and daughters of God. Three out of many. I would encourage you, you, if you struggle to know and believe that you are called as a son of daughter of God or what that means for you, look it up. Just Google it. Honestly, just Google it and click on the first link and you're probably going to find 20 or 30 verses that prescribe what I'm talking about. It is the truth and it is a reality that we need to know and we need to accept. Calling and the terminology of called, I think has gotten a little bit twisted in modern day Christianity. Let me preface this. When I was younger, I obviously grew up in the church and I used to I used to hear people talk about being, people being called to the ministry. You know, people would have commissioning services and, the, and they would be set apart and, and they were called to the mission field, maybe. You know, maybe they were called to a specific country like Indonesia. And so these people were called. And maybe, maybe people were called to, to serve on staff in church. Maybe they were called to serve as a pastor in church. Everything that I heard about calling was specifically tied to a role or a function within the church or within ministering to the body of Christ. I would like to suggest that that is a part of the picture, but not the full picture of what it means to be called. You know, because the question would then be asked. This is a question that I actually considered as a teenager. I was like, oh, so if I'm not called to the church, am I even called at all? Is it possible to be called to something other than ministering in the church or ministering on the mission field? Genuine question that I had. The answer is obviously yes, but we don't always portray that as the answer of yes. We don't always portray that people can be called into business, that people can be called to be a mother of a family, that people can be called to minister where they work. And I believe that's because we've watered down the gospel. We've watered down the truth of the reality that first and foremost, we are called as sons and daughters of God. We're not called in a function or in a role. I'm called to be a pastor. I know that for, without a fact. I, I, I believe and I know and, and you would all agree because you all voted last year in July. You believe God's called me to be a part of the, the leadership team of Catalyst Church, right? I would have serious issues if I solely relied on my calling in my function as a pastor. There'd be something wrong with that picture because my identity can't be wrapped up in my role or my function. What happens if you guys decide that you don't want me as your pastor anymore and you're like, nah, see you, Nathan, and I'm no longer a pastor, I'd be screwed. Because my, my mindset, my identity, my calling, if I'd solely based it upon me in my role as a pastor, I'd be screwed. Because if I'm not a pastor, then what am I called to? But if I place my calling, and if I place my identity, and if I place everything that I believe in the fact that I am called as a son of God, first and foremost, and then... I'm also called to the ministry of a pastor. If I lose the role of a ministry of a pastor, I'm still set. Because that's me called to a function, called to a role. Our calling and our identity are the thing that give us purpose, not our role or our function. And this morning, I I really believe, I so urgently feel it on my heart that we 
as a community need to be mobilized in the knowledge that we are called as sons and daughters of God first and foremost. To be mobilized by the knowledge and by the experience of our encounter with a good heavenly father that enables us to go and to minister in the, in the roles and the functions that we've been given. We have to. We have to acknowledge that. We have to know that truth. Our motivation is our knowledge of God. Our motivation has to be our encounter with God. Our motivation has to be the fact that we know we are called sons and daughters. It has to be based upon the fact that Jesus Christ walked on this earth, that he performed miracles, that he preached the gospel with power, and that he said to us that even greater things you shall see. You know, I think it's about time that we pick up the Great Commission and that we live the Great Commission out in our lives. And I'm not saying this to berate you this morning, but I'm saying this to inspire and to challenge you. Because I know some of you are already living this out. We can't keep playing church. We can't keep playing the game of Christianity. We can't keep being stuck with where we are. This isn't all that God had for us. This isn't all that God has planned for us. We've tasted, we've seen, but this is not the fullness of the reality. It's our responsibility. It's every single one of you's responsibility. It's my responsibility. We need to strip back our mindset. We need to reevaluate. We need to reconsider this truth. We have to. We have to. Because the reality is, we are all called to be ministers of the gospel. Each and every one of us, from the youngest to the oldest, from the married to the unmarried, from child to youth to young adult to adult, we are all called to be ministers of the gospel first and foremost. That is who he says we are. That is our greatest call. That is our sole responsibility. That has to be our greatest desire in life. In each and every sphere of influence that you're all in, your first goal, your first goal has to be the glorification of Jesus' name. It has to be the exaltation of the name of Jesus. It has to be the proclaimed goodness of God. It has to be the proclaimed power of the gospel. It has to be. It has to be, guys. I'm sure you're thinking, well, Nathan, like, I work in a job where there's deadlines. I work in a job where, you know, like, I don't get time to, like, talk to people about Jesus. Nathan, I I have too many tasks to do in my job. Nathan, I have too many things to do. Like, God doesn't fit in my picture. God is an addition on a sideshow of my picture. And maybe if I get time in my lunch break and I'm not too tired, maybe then God can come into the picture. I've been there. I know that. I experienced that. It is easy for God to be a sideshow in our lives. That is the easy option. There's no misunderstanding about that. 
It is easy to have God set in your activate group, to have God placed in your Friday night youth, to have God placed in your church service on Sunday morning, and then find little bits of time in and amongst the rest of our lives. That is the easy option. And I'm personally so righteously like annoyed at the fact that we would choose that option. I'm speaking to myself here as well. We can't pick the easy option. Jesus didn't promise that discipleship, that living a life with him would be easy. He never promised that. And so I would say that if we're actually choosing to go down the easy road, this might pierce. If we're choosing to go down the easy road, then we're not actually acknowledging that Jesus came in the flesh, that we're not choosing to believe that Jesus came in the flesh. We're selling ourselves short if we choose the easy option and we choose God to be in part of our life, but not in all of our life. Because that to me doesn't acknowledge what Jesus did when he came in the flesh. Jesus said that the road is narrow. He said that the gate is tight. And he said that not all people will come down this road. Guys, it's, it's hard. But we are called. We are called. We are chosen. We are set apart. The moment that you accepted Jesus into your heart, whether you realized it or not, is the very moment you said yes to choosing the hard road. The very moment you accepted Jesus in your heart is the moment you chose to say yes to the hard road. You chose to say yes to the narrow. And it's time that we live it. It's time that we live it. It's time that we experience it. In Ephesians, it says that the all of creation is groaning in anticipation of the sons and daughters of God to realize. It says it in chapter one, I'm pretty sure. It says that all creation is groaning in anticipation for the sons and daughters to realize who they're called to be. It's time that we realize that we are who he says we are. It's time that we, we accept the fact that we are who he says we are. Jesus is a man of his word. Jesus is a man of his word, and it's time that we realize his word and that we accept his word and that we live out his word in all of our lives. It's time that we, as a body, choose to not have sacred spaces, that we choose to not have holy spaces, but that we choose to acknowledge the Holy One in every area of our life. We owe it to God. We owe it to the world. It's our commission. It's what we are called to do. We are already of God. And we are called to to live our lives as an acknowledgement, as an exaltation to the fact that Jesus came in the flesh, that he died, that he rose again for the salvation of all mankind. For the salvation of the people that you work with. For the salvation of your friends and your family. We have to. We need to. It's our responsibility. Because we are called. Because we are called. I want to finish by praying some scripture over you. It's in, it's in 2 Timothy, in chapter 1. And I just believe that 
as I declare this over us, that God is going to speak to you, that there might be a, a stirring in your heart, that may, maybe you feel like God is asking you to surrender. Maybe you feel like God is calling you. I, I really, really, really believe that if you choose to accept his commissioning, that I, I feel like God's going to commission you with his spirit to go into your workplaces this morning. I'm going to ask if, if you can all actually stand up. Because I, I believe that as we were singing this song, as we finished off, we were singing, God, by your spirit, we will rise. It's time for us to rise, guys. It's time for each and every one of us to rise. And we don't rise alone. We rise together. We rise as community. We rise as an army of believers. We rise as disciples of Jesus Christ. If you want to close your eyes and just put your hands out just in front of you to receive, I I really believe that God is just going to deposit something into you all this morning. It says, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but he has given you a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our God. But share with me in the sufferings of the gospel according to the power of God. For he has saved us. He has called us with the holy calling not according to our works, but according to his purpose and his grace, which was given to each and every one of us in Christ Jesus before time began. But it has now been revealed by the appearance of our Savior Jesus Christ, who abolished death, who brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. To which I appoint you as preachers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to read it again. Therefore, I remind you, Catalyst Church, to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God did not give you a spirit of fear, but he gave you a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. Do not be ashamed of the gospel or the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ, but share with me in the sufferings of our gospel according to the power of God, who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and his grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began but has now been revealed in the appearance of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who abolished death and brought life and immortality through the light of the gospel. Through the light of the gospel. Jesus, I just pray. Father, I just commission. Lord, I call each and every person. Lord, each and every person in this body to rise up, to stand up, and Lord, to come to the realization that they are sons and daughters of you. Lord, to have the realization that 
Greater is he who is in them than he who is in the world. Lord, that we have overcome by your spirit. And that, Father, we are called to make disciples of nations. Father, that we are called to bring the miraculous to earth. Father, that we are called to raise the dead. And Jesus, that we are called to lead people into salvation, into the knowledge of who you are. God, it is by your spirit that we rise this morning. Father, we accept your call this morning. Lord, we acknowledge your call this morning. Father, we want your call this morning. God, would your name be glorified. God, would we be a company of believers, mobilized, that bring glory to your name. Father, would you mobilize us? Father, would you equip us? Jesus, would you pour out your spirit upon us? God, pour out your spirit. God, we can't do it without your spirit. Jesus, we need more of you in our lives. God, we know it is by your spirit, Lord, that it is you who has purposed us. God, release it right now. Release it right now in Jesus' name. I just believe that as you are standing, that Jesus is just dropping things on people right now. That some of you are receiving maybe words, impressions, things that you haven't experienced before. I I believe that there are some of you that have been feeling blockages that are being like unblocked right now in this moment. God, we acknowledge that your freedom is already in this place. And Father, we choose to claim that this morning in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I believe that there is um, prophetic anointing such as falling on people right now. Yeah, I, b- I believe that people who have been struggling to hear the voice of God, that your ears are about to be opened, that your eyes are about to be opened, that you're about to experience and, and see and hear like you've never seen before. I believe that there are people who, who have been uh, crying out to God for ideas and for strategies and for things in business. I don't know who you are, but I, I just believe that this morning that God is downloading blueprints right into your minds this morning. That he's downloading blueprints into your minds for business this morning. Guys, we have the mind of Christ. We have the sound mind of Christ. Guys, we, we are released. God is releasing us. God is releasing us today. It's time. It is time. I just want to pray. I, I, I want to pray for us all again. Just really quickly. If you would just um, close your eyes and bow your heads. Jesus, we... God, we choose to accept the reality this morning. That we are sons and daughters. God, we position ourselves before you in faith. Believing we are who you say we are. Believing that you are a man of your word. God, I just... Lord, we just want to bring your name glory. 
Father, we acknowledge that without you, God, it's that it's your spirit that we rise. God, it's your spirit that we're able to prophesy. God, that it's your spirit that heals. God, it is your spirit that restores. God, we acknowledge that this morning. God, we give you our hearts this morning. Lord, complete surrender this morning. Father, we choose your call. And God, we say yes and amen to your purpose and your plan for our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.